Well, you know, I, I'm a millennial. Um, I think that a lot of people in my generation see see like traditional terrestrial radio as as kind of a funny quirk from the past. You know, um, there's a lot of people in my demographic who don't even have like physical radios. You're listening to Sound Sausage. I just wanted to add one thing. You know, we can really um, break down that fourth wall and Let's let people know put a pin what in goes that. into making radio. <laughs> I'm so not used to doing this live. Is there anything about you want us to listen for specifically? Lightning strikes. Lightning strikes. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> oh, <it was> lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage is getting made right now. <laughs> Welcome to Sound Sausage. I'm Sean Rasmussen. And I'm J.P. Davidson. This is a show about the art of audio storytelling. It's for producers or anyone who loves radio and wants to understand how the sausage gets made. Each episode features an original story, followed by a Q&A with the producer. In today's episode, we'll hear a piece by Seattle-based producer Jeff Entman. And uh, Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Jeff Entman. I'm an independent producer uh, living in Seattle, Washington right now. I, I produce a podcast. It's called Here Be Monsters. It's it's stories about the unknown. Um, it's about fear. And it got started about a year ago from a grant from SoundCloud, actually. Your piece that you've uh, you've brought for us today uh, is called Puke Quits Train Riding. Can you tell us a bit about it? Just before I graduated college, I was kind of starting to have some of these conversations in my mind about fear. Um the same sort of conversations that kind of seeded the podcast originally. And I decided to kind of pack up what I was doing. And instead of getting a job that summer, I wound up, um, I wound up uh, hitchhiking from Washington state down to Mississippi and back. Um, And this piece stems from that trip where uh, just two days before I got home, it was a long trip. And just two days before I got home, I was um, spending the night in Portland, Oregon. And, I, I was walking down the street wearing my big backpack, looking like pretty disheveled just because I'd been on the road for like 40 days, you know? And uh, this guy walks up to me and he asked me if I wanted a beer. And I said, I think I'm all right, but thank you. He had like a six pack under his arm. And he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going up the street here to camp for the night because I knew there was a park up ahead. And he's like, can I come with you? Um and so I wound up spending the night in the park with a complete stranger. Uh, I, I kind of realized uh, partway through the evening, like as we were getting ready for bed, that there was like a story in his story. He had experienced something in the last couple of days that was really life-changing to him. And so I recorded his story, and that's what this piece is. All right, Jeff, JP, well, without further ado, why don't we take a listen and uh, come back and talk about it afterwards? This is Jeff Entman's Puke Quits Train Riding. All right, I'm recording now. So the first question is, could you could you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Puke, a.k.a. I don't give a fuck, and we're not using real names. <laughs> so the next question is, why, why aren't we using real names? Uh, because the story doesn't need to get out to the wrong people. It seems like every time I talk about shit... It always goes the wrong way, and I'm trying to start a new section of my life. So, in very general terms, could you explain where we are and how we met? 
Uh, we are in the woods, and we met walking down the street in Oregon. And um, sleeping in a park. Yep, sleeping in a park in the woods. Cracked a beer, Charles Bukowski style. Yep, Bukowski style. Gonna get drunk and talk shit. And could you tell me the story of what's happened to you these last couple of days? Well, a couple of days ago, I was sitting on the street during a street fair, spanging for beer and uh, harassing people while they walked by. I saw this beautiful lady, and I said, Hi, I'm single, and I work out. <laughs> Want to go homeless with me? And she laughed at me and walked away. So I ventured on, met up with my band, and played some show, played a show on the street, and these people who uh, were having a yard sale told us to come up and start playing uh, music on their front porch. They bought us an 18-rack of paps, gave us a bottle of potato vodka. We played a show, and uh, uh, some kid came up to me and fed me some some 2CB. Soon after that, the girl that I had harassed (laughs) came up to me and told me that I made her day, and it really had blessed her because she was having a shitty day and she told me how cute I was and that she thought I was adorable and she was told me that she wanted me to come over so she'd give me a sponge bath and so I waited for a while drank got high on TCB and called her back a little later and she told me she was cooking dinner and that she was going to save me some and was excited to see me so I started walking back to her house and uh, I get to downtown where all the traveler kids and train riders hang out and get fucked up. And uh, I run into some kids and I'm like, oi, train rider, you want to swill with some real train riders? Let's go get drunk and go under a bridge, train rider, hardcore train rider, this and that. And at that time I knew that when they started asking me questions about where I was from and who I knew that they were end up going to fuck me up. Well... After a while, this kid starts yelling at me and starts saying that I was put a hit out on his girlfriend and he kicked me in the head a couple times, robbed me from all my shit. Fucking, so I ended up getting kicked in the head a couple times, got robbed, my hat, my rag, and other various things, a couple vials of L, whatever money it doesn't matter it's just money and shit i don't need it anyways but i was and i was actually on my way to that lady's house when it happened and uh it that kind of opened I put an eye opening experience on me i've been traveling for 3 years quit for a little bit left 4 years ago to be free again and this was kind of like the last straw of everything i had a, a really shitty past 3 weeks Lost the job that I was growing weed at. Fucking lost everything that I loved. Fucking, yeah. But I got stomped and eventually walked up to the lady's house. And she helped me out a lot. We sat there and talked and I I just started thinking I need to release a bunch of energy. I need to get rid of it. I need to be a new person. So I told her that I was going to change myself and she was going to help me but I told her that I had to change it in a different way so I ripped out two of my dreadlocks for her because I always promised myself if I ever got rid of my dreads I would rip them out 
because of the you know you get pain to learn and the pain helps get away the negative energy I guess well at least for me um, I guess that makes me a sadist <laughs> but um, we uh, yeah I ripped out a few dreads for her and we kept having conversation we kept talking we smoked a few bowls and then uh, I gave her a knife and told her to cut my hair out and she cut off all my dreads and drew me a bubble bath and released me of all my negative energies. And uh, we snuggled up and we slept till about two o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. And uh, I was trying to be a civil gentleman and not have sex with her, but things kind of went down when we were snuggling and I just let it go from there and uh, we split our ways yesterday and I went out to uh, try to hitchhike out to the coast of Oregon and it didn't happen so I slept in a small town last night and raged up some money today to buy a new cell phone to replace the one that got stolen and to get a bus ticket somewhere in the northwest away from this area somewhere no one will find me I can get back on my feet doing this for a good reason. I've cleared my mind, cleared the nasty energy. So yeah, I'm starting to change my life. And tonight she told me to come back to her house to um, hang out there before I left. And I get down back to where I needed to go. And she completely ditched out on me, said she had previous plans with her friends. And so I feel kind of hurt by that. And she's the sweet organic apple of my eye. And one that, you know, changed me in a sense to give me the motivation and the right step to become a new person and further on my goals in life and be the person who I was meant to be. And for the longest time, I thought I was meant to be a traveler and live for free. But nowadays, the society's so fucked up, like, my life isn't worth dying because I want to live for free. I mean, it is, but to be bludgeoningly murdered for freedom and to live life the way I want to is not what I want to do. And I realized that maybe this wasn't the life for me and it wasn't the life that I needed. And it took four years of it to do this, but fuck. I don't really know what else to say. I'm a new person, it's a new clearing in my life. My my dreads are gone, my negative energy's gone, for now, at least. You know, it's like, there's more beautiful things that I could do than be dirty riding trains and, you know, have a hit out on my head for no fucking reason. Mm. So I can, you know, go to school and learn about permaculture and sustainability and, you know, feed people and do what I want to do to help change the world. It's a good transition to make, you know? Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to yeah. be really fucking hard. I've got to get my ID, social security card, and birth certificate again. But, uh, I mean, fuck. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, thanks again so much. Yeah, no fucking problem, dude. Yeah, dude.
That was Puke Quits Train Riding by Jeff Entman. We really liked it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a neat piece and uh, and definitely not something that that you would typically hear on public radio. I have a question about uh, about the structure of the piece. Um, you're in it a couple in a couple of spots, but you don't really provide context or, or much around the way of that in post production. It's mainly just the tape that does the talking. And I was wondering if you could speak to that choice, whether you thought about adding some some narration around it. Yeah, I, I, this is actually some something I have thought about significantly. Just the original piece when I released it had kind of a, a similar explanation like I gave you uh, about the context of it, where we were and what we were doing. But um, the podcast version of it, it was pretty much the same where the the vast majority of it had no narration. And that like non-narration choice was largely because he is someone who I think collates his thoughts like pretty well into like digestible packages. Did you, did you grapple with um, his, his degree of, of trustworthiness? Um, I think my answer for that, that question might, um, might (laughs) be bad for my future job prospects. (laughs) Um, Because uh, I, I kind of have this opinion. I, in the podcast, I don't think I ever actually explicitly explained this opinion, but um, I have this belief that through storytelling, regardless of whether like the facts, like the facts, 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 like the stuff they like pound into your head in J school, like that we can get too wrapped up in those and, you know, see the forest for the trees instead of as the forest. You know what I mean? Because right. what I think is important in this story isn't necessarily like, did this exact chronology happen? Like, boom, 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 boom. But like, how did he interpret it? And how does he now tell this story to other people? Because that's what's going to be the lasting impact. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think also that that non-narrated structure in a way is it sort of it sort of separates you from being like the the authority figure saying like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I believe what he's saying and I'm I'm sharing his story. It's sort of you're letting him tell the story and we see him warts and all or we hear him warts and all and we can decide whether we, mm-hmm. you know, whether we think he's bullshitting or if, you know, or if we think uh <laughs> it's worth uh paying attention to what he's saying, I guess. I I'm glad that comes through in the piece, JP, because that's like um that that is fully intentional, that part of it. This idea that like like using using a podcast as a uh, platform to present ideas that aren't necessarily endorsed but need to be out there. You know what I mean? Uh, I noticed you used a few subtle music uh, bits here and there, and uh, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about your choices about those pieces. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you didn't ask me about the music because um, I get I get really self conscious about uh, writing music for the show. Um, everything you heard in there was, was stuff that I've come up with and I, I never know how that comes across, you know that what I mean? That sounded good. Sounded yeah. really good. Oh, I really, I was, I, I, I meant to mention that I really enjoyed the music and, uh, and it felt like it integrated really well. And, and clearly that's because it was purpose built for this story. Yeah. I'm glad that works. I'm, I really enjoy composing stuff for the show, but just like looking at my own like music library and what everyone else I know listens to, like it it's it surprises me whenever someone says they enjoyed the music just because I have kind of quirky taste. 
So um, one of the thing, one of the questions we normally ask uh, our guests is um, just to kind of sum up what you like most about the piece and maybe what you like least about your piece. Mm. I didn't think about this beforehand. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you asked this. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think what I like most about the piece is is kind of kind of what I had mentioned before about like finding someone like Puke who has uh, just like an autobiographical memory mm-hmm. is is a, a resource that I, I try to never let go untapped. He's he's someone who I just want to hear. You know what I mean? Even though it's like through this this mask of like just like incredibly foul language and just mm-hmm. like terrible things that mm-hmm. happened to him. Like I still want to keep listening to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and like I feel like that's like maybe like a a one percent of the population sort of thing. Like I think I just totally lucked out. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's what I like most about the piece. What I like, uh, I really like the piece. I I don't know. <laughs> I, there, there there are things that there have to be things that I, I wish were different. But um, maybe there should be more. You know what I mean? Like there there are questions that go unanswered and there's kind of a, a teeter-totter balance where sometimes that's good because it keeps the audience imagining things but sometimes you just need more you know mm-hmm. and i wish i could go back and realize that that i had something unique and different at the time and just talk to him for another 10 minutes you know mm-hmm. yeah do you have or is there anything that uh jeff that you wanted to to ask us um what do you think about the way he says sponge bath? <laughs> that seemed, oh, I don't know, it was, it was intriguing, I guess. Do you mean, do you mean the way he says sponge bath or the fact that he says sponge bath? I, I guess the second. Um, it's like, it's like when I go back and hear that audio, I always forget that he says sponge bath. And every time it still gets me, I'm like, who? says sponge bath um <laughs> i mean there were so many things that popped out of his mouth that that seemed to me kind of different that I, it was just one in a in a bunch for me i didn't that one it wasn't particularly it was more the situation that jumped out for me like i really want to know who this woman was and why is she mm-hmm. picking up like a homeless people and taking them back to her place <laughs> yeah well, well yeah yeah i mean i think i think that was that was on my mind too. The, uh, well, not just. I mean, it was basically his, his pickup attempt, worked like, got reversed on him somehow, and he ended up being offered a sponge bath. Like, the fact that it, it worked to be like, do you want to go homeless with me or whatever his his pickup line was, yeah. the fact that it worked out is uh, is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Are you? Are you making a making a living at at audio these days? <laughs> um, you know, I I've <laughs> there, there's no shame question. in having a day job. <laughs> Just I'm curious. I do not have um, a non radio job right now, and <laughs> the thing that blows my mind is that I do have money in my bank account but i'm just like a little bit confused as to how it got there because it's like (laughs) 
I feel like I'm spending so much more than I'm making, but it's like, it's like, I just, I think I'm just like continually lowering my standards of living, which is great because mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm figuring out ways to make it work. Um, right now I'm, I'm, uh, working on, um, some grant money from KUOW, which is the public radio station in Seattle. Um, and they gave me some money to do reports about tribal fishing, up in the mm. North Puget Sound. Interesting. Um, so I've been working on that, and that has been paying for my life um, lately. But yeah, I think I think money's something I got to figure out. I have a I have a small sponsorship gig for the podcast right now, and I still get work every now and then freelancing um, as a photographer, um, sometimes as a graphic designer. But um, I, I've been really surprised that freelancing has been able to pay my bills as long as I don't require too high of a standard of life you know what i mean how do you find these opportunities um (laughs) the soundcloud one came from uh kind of an email that like i had never signed up for soundcloud before and i was like what where did i get this email from and i just in my inbox and it's like oh we're accepting like applications for this like soundcloud fellowship and I kind of kept reading and I was like, oh my God, like I have already like halfway written this grant just kind of in my spare time, like being a college grad and trying to figure out how I'm going to make this work. And so I just put together this really nice presentation for them and they accepted it. Um, And uh, the nice thing is because I'd already, I'd already thought about all this stuff ahead of time. Um, And the one from KUW, I found out through the Association of Independence and Radio, the air list. Um, And I've I've been really, really impressed by what's going on at air Um, and uh, all the associated acts, acts, all the associated acts uh, related to them. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a member there, too. And it's it is a great resource for sure. Do you prefer the medium of podcasting over trying to slot yourself into a format, say like public radio or something? Do you resonate more with the new the new way of distributing this kind of material? Well, you know, I, I'm a millennial. Um, I think that a lot of people in my generation see see like traditional terrestrial radio as as kind of a funny quirk from the past, you know. Um, yeah. there's a lot of people in my demographic who don't even have like physical radios. Uh-huh. Um, it's not to say people don't listen people in, in, as far as I can tell in like my demographic are, are listening to more stuff than, than my parents' generation or, um, your generation. But, um, I have to say that, that I don't think people are ever going to stop listening to stories and sound and stuff like that, but. I, I can't say I'm particularly married to the idea of terrestrial radio or live radio just because um, there are constraints that aren't necessary. Um, yeah. But it, of course, I'm I'm always um, interested in terrestrial radio because it has an audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. An, an older audience, which I I want to have more of. So it's mm-hmm. it's give and take but um i really enjoy the the lack of constraints that podcasting provides well we really appreciate you uh taking the time to talk about uh this piece with us and uh it's a really great piece and so i'm i'm, I'm glad that uh you know more people are going to hear it 
Yeah, I, th- I really appreciate it, Sean, JP, both of you, like taking interest in this kind of um, kind of funny, different interview that I did at kind of a weird part of my life, you know, so mm-hmm. this is an honor. Yeah, well, yeah, it, like Sean said, it's it's great having you. So, yeah, so thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. That's it for this episode of Sound Sausage. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Jeff Entman for sharing his piece. Sound Sausage is a project of the Canadian Sound and Story Workshop. Find us online at soundstory.ca and on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please review us and subscribe on iTunes. Want to have your piece featured on our podcast? Drop us an email. The address is sausage at soundstory.ca. Until next time, keep grinding out those stories.